Welcome to We're Getting a Dog. Welcome back, everyone, to We're Getting a Dog. Hope you all had a good week. I know we I did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we have some. We have some news for you, listeners. Yes. Dylan, you want to tell them? <laughs> We're engaged. We're gonna get married. <laughs> Yay! Yes. Wesley asked me to marry him, and he said yes. Very big surprise. <clears throat> it was. It was a surprise. Yeah, if you want to surprise someone, tell them you're never gonna ask them, and they have to ask you. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> it's the best Let's way to be surprised in like an engagement backstory. when you never expect it. <laughs> or not ever, our viewers. I, I don't know why I said viewers. Let's give our listeners a backstory. So I always told Dylan that I wanted him to ask me in some big like social gathering of friends and family and it would be crazy and yeah, that then, too and then he just asked me at home <laughs> yeah because i realized that that was you know that was i think the most natural and it just was a good moment and i took advantage of it and i i wouldn't take back how i did it for anything because i think it was great it was so, great very surprised i did get down on one knee if <laughs> i did do that so. yes and he was down on one knee and got out a purple box, and I was still just like, oh, wow, yeah, really cool purple box. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks it, for showing me. Yeah, and then it was almost as if, like, it was just, like, crazy excitement for the both of us, and it <laughs> yeah. was a lot of emotions all at once. I uh, did it so quickly, and then I felt all the emotions at the same time right after it happened, so I felt like I was going to laugh, cry, and puke, like, simultaneously. <laughs> That's all the emotions. Yeah. And then the next day I woke up feeling like I made the best decision in the world. So. Ah, oh, great. Yeah. But anyway, so Me that's too. that's our fun news for you listeners <laughs> out there. Except for the puking. And I didn't feel that. No, <laughs> I mean, good. But thank you listeners, though, for supporting our show and, you know, supporting us in turn. And yes, we're, you Thanks know, so much. We, we're we, so happy to make this together. Yeah. Yes. It's it's really, really has brought us closer as not just like a couple, but also as like creative partners, too. Yeah. So that's and I'm always going to be grateful to you, Dylan, for that. So, yeah. yeah. And hopefully this gets us even closer to getting a dog. Good Lord. I hope so. So. <laughs> before we're married at least i mean i'm gonna aim for that yeah so let's hope but speaking of dogs let's transition i know we could talk about how we're engaged all episode but (laughs) probably not we're here to present a dog breed to these people and dylan you're in charge this week what are we going to talk about we're talking about the irish setter Ooh, you know you know when you saw when you were doing irish setter the one thing that popped into my mind was that episode of i love lucy where they do the opera or the operetta and she rhymes like the only prince i ever met was the neighbor's irish setter right. is the lyric because yeah. <laughs> it's the name of the dog <laughs> i that's the only thing that came to mind i honest to god do not know much about this dog and i couldn't tell you what they looked like yeah, yeah i didn't know much about them other than i know i don't know my hair is similar to their hair so if I were a dog, I'd be an Irish setter, I guess. But okay, uh, if I weren't a Nova Scotia duck tolling retriever, which really might be closer to my hair color, but what would I, I be know. like? A Japanese chin? <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of dogs with no, darker hair. No, I'd be hair, a casened because so. I'm mostly Dutch. <laughs> so I'd be a casened. Okay, it's official. But yeah, I don't know much about them either. But it's very interesting when you hear the AKC general appearance. Yes, absolutely. The Irish setter is an active aristocratic bird dog rich red in color substantial yet elegant in build standing over two feet tall at the shoulder the dog has a straight fine glossy coat longer on ears chest tail and back of legs afield the irish setter is a swift moving hunter at home a sweet-natured trainable companion at their best the lines of the Irish setter so satisfy in overall balance that artists have termed it the most beautiful of all dogs. 
I'm looking at a photo right now, and I must say, this Irish setter is quite stunning. Yeah. Like, very, it's the first photo in the links for those of you following along in the episode description. I mean, it's, if I were a dog. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'd yeah. be the most beautiful. <laughs> I don't know. Let's be real. If I were a dog, I would be like, what's the, what's like the dog equivalent of a Snorlax? Like, <laughs> God, no. <laughs> Stop. You'd be a casent. No, but this Irish setter is gorgeous. I love how deeply colored their fur is. It's very yeah. like it's red in some parts, but then it goes into this very like chestnut brown. And it's also got a very regal appearance, except for the drool. Yeah, I think it's called like mahogany when it gets darker. Too, mahogany. OK, yeah. that's a good that's a good name for it. Yeah. But yeah, most beautiful <laughs> of all dogs is pretty, uh, pretty bold claim. But apparently it's what artists have termed it, according to the AKC. They know all the cool well, artists. I mean, it, it does look very pleasing to draw because there's very even lines and it's got enough fluffiness that you can really detail it. Although some artists seemed uh, pretty inspired by dachshunds more. Didn't really get any art history uh, from the Irish I feel like, setters. I feel like the any, way the dachshunds came here's up. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's why I feel about art history and dogs. Whatever royalty was like, oh, look at this dog I have. That is going to be the, this dog is amazing. We have to paint it always. <laughs> well, the Dachshunds like, are, you know, like the art pop people, you know. That's true. But century. the pug was Queen Victoria. Well, and South so it's like, you know, yeah. the pit bull to early American art. Like, it's, mm. I think it really is a matter of what's fashionable. And I think the Irish setter, I mean, not to take anything away from this dog, it is very picturesque. But I, I mean, I, I think that. Putting a dog up on that level is a little unfair. I'd just like to know which artists <laughs> have termed it the most beautiful of all dogs. Probably Irish artists. <laughs> the correct specimen always exhibits balance, whether standing or in motion. Each part of the dog flows and fits smoothly into its neighboring parts without calling attention to itself. It's a very, I don't know, standard dog-shaped dog, but also with a sort of, I don't know, elegance with the coat and the bone structure i always just... i say regal like it's regalness mm. to it like it's yeah, got the a very... feathering on the hair and the ears too yeah and like in very... certain places in the tail and chest mm -hmm. i definitely think it's a it's a very good looking dog um i this picture i feel like makes it look very tall well their height the shoulders is 27 inches for males 25 oh. for females okay they're quite tall and they their are weight, quite tall. Yeah. 70 pounds for males 60 females okay that's not thinner. as heavy i think maybe they're just fluffy oh yeah they're very tall, some of thin dogs. And uh, their life expectancy is 12 to 15 years. Okay. Which is really long, really actually, for large for dogs. For a big dog, yeah, no doubt. So you might be wondering, what is a setter? Yes. Is it something that sets the table? Is it something <laughs> that sets the tone? Wow, you're good at this. Both are correct. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, setters are a type of hunting dog bred to locate game bird, usually okay. with their great sense of smell. I'm sorry. I thought you were saying usually with their Great Dane. I don't know why I thought that was going to be your sentence. And they just follow Great Danes around. Yeah, I know. They're like the fish that follow the bigger fish. Okay. Their name comes from their instinctive tendency to crouch or set oh. when they find the game. Okay, so it's like, more like a ready the hunters set. Know. So like they set themselves down to be like the game's like right over here. Okay, so, so like, it's like they're a looking signaling. for it and then yeah. Okay, that's cool. Sees. And in the past, hunters used nets to catch birds, so the dogs crouching actually helped them to get out of the way of the nets. Oh, okay. That's but, useful, too. So oh, they yeah. don't get stuck in their own traps, I presume? Yeah. And today, like... If the Looney Tunes taught me anything, it's that that happens a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> What's Coyote? 
Uh, or uh, who was Daffy. the one? Who was the one that hunted Bugs Bunny? Elmer Fudd. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never trust Acme products. No, they make so much money though. But anyway, today they're primarily used as gun dogs, so it's not as necessary to like actually crouch, but it's still part of their instincts. Sure. And setters are closely related to pointers, and their job in hunting is quite similar, so they're sometimes categorized together. But yeah, basically, instead of pointing, they set instead. Sure. Yeah, that's sure. I think we've talked about that too. Was it the, with the Brittany episode? Maybe that they were a pointer. Yeah, we've talked. They thought they were pointers. a pointer I think type. They are is, a yeah. pointer type, not a spaniel. Setters are known for being very energetic, smart, and loyal. They also have a tendency to chase smaller animals. Uh, so they may not get along well with small dogs or cats in the house. Good to know. Training and socializing at a young age can help this, though. So there are only four setter breeds, at least as far as recognized by the AKC. So here's a quick overview of them. Got the Irish setter, the most popular. Mm-hmm. Described them already. Gordon setter. Oh my god, I want it. He's <laughs> the largest setter. It's a black and tan wow. coat. And they're from northern Scotland. So pretty. Then there's the English setter. Just slightly smaller than Irish and Gordon. They're known for their freckled coats with white bases <laughs> and black or orange markings. <laughs> that photo. Yeah, it's a photo with one with orange, one with black markings. They're like the. They're like they look like the depressed dog from the Looney Tunes. <laughs> I should have stayed in bed, like that one. <laughs> I know I've referenced that dog many times on this show. I still think it's hilarious. <laughs> I feel like I'm still not totally sure what dog you're talking about. I'll. I'll show it to you. I was thinking the Hanna-Barbera dog. Maybe No, it is the Hanna-Barbera dog. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's the sad, it's like the sad jowly one. Droopy Dan. Something like that. But either way, they look very... Yeah, they look sort of like Dalmatians almost, but fluffier. Yeah. These look like, okay, so Irish, okay, so English setters are the droopy ones. English setter, yeah. Black orange markings. Mm -hmm. And then there's the Irish red and white setter, which is the smallest... And the coats of red and white to varying degrees. That one's pretty as well. Yeah, look pretty similar to the Irish setters. But almost like coats. a yeah, like an angelic version. Mm. So they were they were the first setters of Ireland, and they date back to the seventeenth century. The bright colors helped hunters track their dogs as they pursued the game birds. Over many generations of breeding, Irish red and white setters with solid red coats were developed into the Irish setter. The breeds are quite similar, apart from the size and coat color. The larger size of the Irish setter came from crossing red and white setters with Gordon setters. Okay. So the black and tan setter. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, they kept the red color. The black and tan colored setter, I'll say. Yeah, they just made them larger, most likely with crossing with the Gordon. Okay. And now we're going to go on break. Going to hear for about another Arcadia podcast. Hello, listeners. Wesley here to talk to you a little bit about how you can support this show. For each episode of all of our podcasts here at Arcadia, we spend our own money on books, articles, and other materials so that we can bring you podcasts that are thoroughly researched and fact-checked. All of the hosts and producers of these shows also work full-time jobs in addition to the podcast so that we can support this passion we all share. If you'd like to support us at We're Getting a Dog, as well as the other podcasts in the Arcadia Podcast Network, head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash we're getting a dog, or our website, we're getting a dog.com slash support. For as low as $2 per month, you can get access a day early to every new episode of We're Getting a Dog and other Arcadia Podcast Network shows, such as Coffee's On and Good Food for Bad Friends. 
and at higher levels, you can get one-of-a-kind swag. Thank you for supporting the Arcadia Podcast Network and for listening to this podcast. Now back to the show. Great podcast, that podcast. <laughs> now back to this one. It'll so. be great when if we ever actually get sponsors for this show, those won't be podcast ads. It'll just be ads. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully we'll read yeah, things from That'd be great. Irish hunters bred their red and white setters to move freely and swiftly across the flat countryside. Meanwhile, in Scotland, northern Scotland in particular, the Gordon setter was bred to flush and retrieve game on rocky, punishing terrain. This led to a larger, heavier dog that moves more deliberately. Combining the traits of these two breeds, we got the Irish setter in the 19th century. So that's pretty recent then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, more recent setter, I think, too. Sure. This recent quickly became the most popular. Sounds like they were kind of a recent happening, like a group. Like they weren't... A setters? Yeah setters in general well i know the irish uh, red and white dates back to 17th century at least so so like the end of a few the hundred years i don't know much about the english setter didn't come up as much maybe we'll do an episode on each setter eventually i'm sure we will that's our goal to they're do all more obscure but, so the irish setter in the 19th century quickly gained a reputation in ireland for being energetic and efficient workers making them very popular among the setters since some of the earliest dog shows going back to the mid 1800s Irish setters have been split between two groups, show dogs and field dogs. Okay. And this might be why Irish setter became so popular, because show dogs are the most common we see today. And they, they follow like the AKC description. Right. Meanwhile, field setters are bred to maintain their working abilities, not follow a physical description. Right. This, we've also encountered this before, I think, with other yeah. breeds. Yeah, and some breeds like tend to fight it, and then other... I mean, Irish setter is one of the ones... Seems very early on they split. Right. Where some breeds try to maintain this is only a working dog. We even the show dogs will be to this will be working dogs. Too, right. Yeah. At least to the standard. Meanwhile, field setters, they look similar to the show dogs, but are a bit smaller. They have thinner bones and have less feathering in the coat. Okay. So they have the same color and all, but there's a little more less like, fancy. Yeah. A little more rugged, maybe. Yeah. A little thinner too. Move faster, probably. Yeah, and also maybe more used to, like, having to move in, like, tighter spaces or... Oh, yeah. Like, just have to be a little more agile in that way. Yeah, definitely. Irish setters have been historically successful at dog shows, too. Uh, winning the sporting group at Westminster 11 times so far. Wow. That's a lot of times. <laughs> Especially considering how many dog breeds there are nowadays, too. Yeah. yeah I'm not sure how competitive it was, but yeah, it's very interesting how early on Irish setters were just in the dog show world well i mean if you have a, a dog breed that becomes loved by the public it's you know that was kind of the fashionable way to spend your time too they it, looked past all the other setters though like the red and white setter that looked pretty similar sure and then like very recently the irish setter has been developed and then within decades they're like okay this is the setter this well, is the one we'll take to ships. i mean it's all about I guess what they think, what the public wanted at that time, and maybe the Irish setter just was more impressive to them. I think people just associate red hair with the Irish, so they're like, "This uh, is the Irish." I could maybe that I wouldn't have discounted. <laughs> I wonder if that the English had to do with the name. Yeah, I didn't actually encounter why is it called the Irish setter. I guess it was just implied because it's the setter from Ireland. But why is it the Irish setter? When I Google it, the answer is very vague. And it's literally that the history you right. give. So, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <clears throat> I'm going to, well, maybe the Irish gave it, called it the Irish setter. 
Never know. Yeah. We'll have to go to Ireland. <laughs> go deep. Into the Deep in the archives. Of... <laughs> the archives of Ireland. I need to check out your archives. <laughs> I've been studying Gaelic. Okay, let's not offend our Irish listeners. Uh, I was just said I've been studying Gaelic. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I hope that's the right. <laughs> it it <laughs> is. Okay. It is. So in 1870, Charles H. Turner brought an Irish setter named Elko to the U.S. Six years later, Elko became the first champion Irish setter in the country and went on to sire 197 puppies. Wow. <laughs> so he was very yes, fundamental in the inflammation of the breed in Definitely. America. Although, you know, I, if that sounds shocking to a listener, that's very common in a lot of these breed histories. You have a sire that's shipped around the world and they become basically like the father of the entire breed breed so to speak yeah that's not uncommon I'll, I'll say but it is still kind of shocking yeah i couldn't find out where he came from the most likely ireland or england yeah the first irish setter registered to the akc was admiral in 1878 three u.s presidents as you may remember from our president's specials mm-hmm. uh, had irish season. setters all in the 20th century truman reagan and most famously nixon's dog king timahoe who once stole a piece of cake at Nixon's birthday party. Was he the one that ripped the pants off of a dignitary? No, he just stole a piece of cake at Nixon's oh, okay. birthday that party. That must have been a different... <laughs> Finally, in 2020, they ranked 75th by, in AKC by popularity. Okay, that's a little bit lower than I anticipated yeah, One spot be. below Irish wolfhounds. Wow. That's weird. <laughs> it's rigged. No, I don't know. That is lower, though. I thought Wolfhound they'd, I thought they'd got at least to them. be like top 40. Yeah, you know, yeah, I thought they'd be more common, but I guess I don't see them very often or even hear about them very often. Maybe they were maybe they were there at one point and they've just slipped back into the top 100 now of breeds. Either way, that is a little surprising. Yeah, yeah definitely. When you wake up in the morning and get ready for the day, what's the one thing you're sure you won't miss? Well, according to the National Coffee Association, if you're like 64% of all Americans, you're probably going to have a cup of coffee. Hi, my name is Richard Eisloffel, and I love coffee. I've been drinking it consistently since I was about 15 years old and have worked off and on as a barista for over four years. Though I haven't worked in the coffee field for some time now, I've recently took an interest in knowing more about coffee its origins, its history, its chemical makeup, how we get different flavor profiles, and its current cultural status. To do this, I turn to my best friend of over 10 years, Wesley Van Hoosen. Hello there, I'm Wesley. He is probably the most well-read person I know. Books have always been a part of his life, and I know that, like myself, he has a thirst for knowledge. So I asked him one day, Wesley, do you know any good books on coffee? To which he responded, No, actually, none that I've ever found. And I have to say, that took me by surprise. You would think out there, somewhere, is a manuscript detailing everything you need to know about coffee, from how it's made to how it made its way into the fabric of our society. But no, there really isn't. So that's when Wesley and I decided to do it ourselves. Welcome to Coffee's On, where every episode we'll learn something new about the marvelous beverage that is coffee. In this popcorn-style series, we'll use every episode to do a deep dive into some facet of coffee consumption or production. 
And with every episode, we'll be trying a new brew of coffee, so we can continue to open our palates as well as our minds. In addition, we'll close each episode with a fun fact, myth, or legend about this magical drink. So tune in during your morning routine, daily commute, or afternoon pick-me-up, and we'll tell you all there is to know about the most consumed beverage in America. You can listen to Coffee's On on Spotify or wherever you stream podcasts. From the Arcadia Podcast Network. So uh, Irish setters are generally a healthy breed. Good. Their ears should be checked regularly for infections. As all dogs' ears. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Maybe more so for them. And their teeth need to be brushed often. Like other large, deep-chested breeds, Irish setters can experience bloat, also known as GDV. Yes. Bloat involves the stomach filling up with air to the point that it cuts off blood flow. This is a very serious, life-threatening disease. And if you see your dog exhibiting these symptoms, it's vital to get them emergency treatment immediately. So the signs of bloat are an enlargement of the dog's abdomen, retching, salivation, restlessness, and uh, the dog will feel pain or whine maybe when you press on like the belly or the abdomen area. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, very serious issue that can yeah especially affect big dogs like Great Danes and St. Bernards. Yes. Setters. Mm-hmm. Just got to watch out and react quick. There it's is a, scary a thing, there is a medication you it's can not that common, keep but... in your house too that it, it, it's sort of like immediate it's supposed to immediately kind of like help relieve the symptoms of bloat uh to give you time to get to the to get to the vet vet. yeah Yeah. and i and you can buy it over the counter i i'm forgetting what it's called i'll put Mm. it in the links below though okay as for grooming the irish setter's beautiful coat needs to be brushed at least twice a week and the nails should be trimmed once a month and they shed a pretty normal amount Okay, so brushing is probably pretty, you know. Yeah, it, you have to do it in order to keep that down. Yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, a little more, a little extra shedding in the fall and spring, but nothing too much if you keep the brushing up. And like all sporting breeds, the Irish Setter needs plenty of exercise, and this can come in the form of long walks and playtime, or something more disciplined like obedience, tracking, or agility training. Yeah, they're known for being very friendly and great family pets too. See, that's why I also thought they would be more popular because yeah. I know they're well, they a very amiable dog. Too. Yeah, so well, like, every any dog would be might... kind of protective, but it, I think yeah, with... I don't know how friendly they are with strangers, but they're great with kids and families. Like... Yeah, and I feel like with big dogs that have that quality, that should usually kind of hike them into being a popular breed. Yeah, just kind of as a given. Uh, yeah, maybe because they're like big dogs that aren't like guard dogs i feel like a lot of big dogs that are guard dogs are getting more and more popular and big dogs that don't serve like a function in the house or big dogs that less popular people now. think are guard dogs but are not guard dogs <laughs> are just working dogs yeah just a big lab or dog. just dogs you know don't not all big dogs are guard dogs very very select breeds can yeah, be trained at, that way yeah looking at the description and personality it doesn't seem too different from like a golden retriever like sure. the most popular yeah and they're, and they're not generally that expensive either so one source they're like five to eight hundred dollars really that's that's yeah, very inexpensive how... in the in the realm of puppies you know look up see if that source is right too but awesome i'll do some backup here for you so this article can has, says it has a little bit of a wider range it's from 700 to like more than 3000 so maybe it just is really depending on the breeder and that's another thing we always say on this show too is Breeders play a huge role in the price of a dog. Yeah. This is also before like vet expenses 
other, you know, having a dog expenses type of thing too. Yeah. And yeah, it's important to know you have a good breeder and do research, vet them. Definitely. So would you want an Irish setter? You know, I don't understand why they're not as popular as a golden retriever or a lab. I guess I really kind of would. Yeah. Maybe later on in life. I don't know. I feel like they'd need a lot of action. This is when we have an orchard. And they have a big backyard to run right. through. <laughs> this is like a late future life dog. <laughs> but I do really like this breed. I'm actually very impressed. Yeah, definitely a beautiful dog. I'd like to see one. Mm-hmm. Like, or walk one in real life. I've definitely seen them from a distance. And it looks like on their breed website, too, they have rescue links available for this breed as well oh, by yeah, state. Great. So that's cool, too. Yeah, a lot of larger breeds. You can find rescues that are still pretty young, too. Yeah. There is, a, there is a breeder directory on their website as well. So that, that can come in handy for someone looking for the, a puppy of this breed. But yeah, I really like it. I do like this breed a lot. It's a it's a winner for me. Yeah, really cool dog. For sure. It's disappointing there wasn't, I don't know. I didn't find as much in the history, but <laughs> well, a some shorter do- episode you know, today. Some dogs, that just happens. But that's all for the breed. Now on to my new segment, Dog News. Boop, 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 dog News. <laughs> i just like that you do it yourself i don't have to find the sound effect now what's our dog article of the day well this week, week we have a story from local 12 wkrc in cincinnati that's really close to wkrp in cincinnati I know, yeah. <laughs> alex johns volunteers regularly at cincinnati animal care in Northside, neighborhood in cincinnati mm-hmm. and he has an event planned for his 50th birthday on december 18th of this year yeah okay well happy happy early birthday (laughs) inspired by his grandfather who visited almost all 50 states alex made it his goal to play golf in all 50 states which he did now he's planning another 50 for the shelter walk 50 dogs in one day wow yeah like all at the same time i hope not (laughs) (laughs) i mean i walk dogs just walking you know More than 10 dogs in a day can get pretty exhausting. Sure. Here's a quote from Alex. I'm hoping that people will either donate their time, their money, take a dog home. There are programs where you can foster a dog for a day, kind of a weekend sleepover. Every little thing helps with these dogs. So the more they're around people, the more they're adoptable. And my hope is that we get a lot of those dogs out of the shelter. My dream is to not be able to volunteer because there are no dogs. Mm -hmm. I like that. His initial goal was to raise $5,000, uh, and his real estate team, De La Vega, promised to match that. And then another corporate sponsor bumped that match up to 5500 and he raised it all, weeks before the marathon has even started. Well, that's fairly nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Of course, he hopes the money to continue to pour in. That's good. Yeah. Is there a link where people can donate if they want to? Oh, yeah. The marathon starts at 9 a.m. on December 18th. You can donate on Facebook. Alex John's 50 by 50 for Cincinnati Animal Care, or donate directly to Cincinnati Animal Care. And we'll put a link to that in our links for this episode, too. Yes. Alex said he's hoping, uh, here's a quote, hoping that the meteorologists at WKRC can drum up a nice day for me. <laughs> but he'll be doing the 50 walks, rain or shine. That's hopeful. Awesome. That is going to wrap it up for this week of WGAD. Thanks so much for tuning in. Yeah, we do have some announcements here before we are done. So we are going to, we're talking about season five. So absolutely. Yeah, there's going to be season five. Duh. Oh, thank God. (laughs) So as if anyone was wondering, um, we want to know your 
questions about special topics. So what is on your mind about dogs? What is a random dog question you have? What is a maybe a broad topic? Yes, yeah, and you want us to dive deep into like a whole episode on yeah, or something. Yeah, and you know, maybe do some historical deep dives or something. I don't know, like what did I don't know. This is why we're asking. We don't know. So if you have any ideas you might want to hear us research on for special episodes, please feel free to DM us on Instagram at we're getting a dog or you can I think message us on facebook too and it's we're getting a dog podcast on facebook so yeah if you want to let us know your ideas feel free to do that we're super excited to do more stuff like that in our next season yeah definitely look forward to your feedback mm-hmm. and that is going to officially wrap it up for this week for us so thank you all so much for tuning in we'll be back next week with another dog breed and dylan mm-hmm. why don't you take us out remember guys help out your local shelters and you can by donating, volunteering, fostering, or adopting, and help control the local pet population, have your pets spayed or neutered. Happy holidays, everyone. Wesley Van Hoosen and Dylan Naylor are not pet professionals. Any advice regarding pet ownership and the responsibilities thereof taken from this program should be checked with your veterinarian. All episodes are researched thoroughly, fact-checked, and additionally researched during post-production. Annotated bibliographies of every episode can be found at we'regettingadog.com slash bibliographies. This podcast is hosted by Dylan Naylor and Wesley Van Hoosen. If you'd like to reach out or submit a photo of your dog to be featured on our social media, please contact us at WGAD at ArcadiaPodcastNetwork.com or on our Instagram at We're Getting a Dog. Thank you for listening to We're Getting a Dog from the Arcadia Podcast Network.